Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, we come again thanking you for your many blessings. We thank you again for allowing us to go through another week. And Lord, we ask pray to keep us this week coming forward, this new week, these new days, Lord, as you protect God and keep us, and we follow your word and your way. Oh, God, forgive us where we come up short, but we ask you for new, fresh anointings, new uh, mercies, new, fresh grace, Lord, whatever we need, favor, Lord, we ask it from you right now. Bless this weak, feeble mind, body that I am, Lord, increase me through you, decrease me, so that you may increase your word goes forth. Bless someone's soul, body, mind, and spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh, my Savior, my Redeemer. In Jesus the Christ's name we pray it all. Amen. I thank you again to be able to have another podcast. Uh, a few minutes with Pastor Mac. Uh, podcast and we've been going on strong. Uh, this is week number 58, and um, Lord Tavis will continue to keep on going on. This week, uh, we just, the Lord put a plug in my spirit. I was going to go to a new text, uh, scripture, but uh, some, somehow he didn't want me to rush off of resurrection uh, week. So we've been in Luke 24 since the first Sunday in April. And uh, the Lord has us there once more again. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at Luke 24, uh, verses 21 through 27. And um, 21 would be my key verse. Uh, 21 would be the key verse. But Luke 24, 21 through 27, CSB translation, whatever translation you have. That uh, you may follow along. And actually, I'm gonna read 21, and and, and we're gonna skip down to. Um, well, we'll read it all. I changed my mind, but we'll read it all. My verses were wide up. Verse 24 of twi- uh, verse. Uh, sorry, chapter 24, verses 21, and, and CSB translation. 
uh, will be reading. 21 reads this by Dr. Luke. He says, but we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels and who, who said he was alive. Some of those who were there with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, How foolish you are! And how slow to believe that the prophets, all the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all of the scriptures. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. I uh, just want to tag this text, uh, but you still got blessed, but you still got blessed. Um, after the events of the resurrection, the women had gone to the tomb, and as we talked about last week, in April, they had gone and not seen a body. Luke's account says the angels told them to go tell the disciples that, and remember what he had said concerning his resurrection, that he would rise on the third day. And so the women had gone back to find the disciples, and they were scared, afraid, uh, in the room, and the women told them, and they considered to be nonsense, to be foolishness, but all of this transpired. Peter, last week, I told you, Peter and John ran with John outrunning him. He was younger. But Peter got there and went in the tomb, not wanting to be shy. Peter is a character that we all can identify with. And he went in to see for himself that the body of Jesus was not there. Now, going on a little further ways in the text, 21 well, actually 13, uh, 21 will be our key verse today, but 13 picks up on two disciples on their way to Emmaus. And uh, these disciples were talking amongst themselves concerning the events that had just transpired in the last three days. And, and they were talking amongst themselves about how where we pick up in 13, how they were disappointed in what had happened because they were looking for something else to take place, but it never did. Well, while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them, but they didn't recognize him. He simply asked, what dispute are you having? As you were walking, they stopped walking and looked discouraged. One named Cleopas answered him and said, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened there in these days? That's verse 18. Jesus asked them, What things? 
So they begin to tell him about Jesus of Nazareth, prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how the chief priests, the Sadducees, the Sadducees, uh, Pharisees, uh, handed him over to be sentenced to death. And uh, they crucified him. But here in 21, we see what they were really discussing. They were really discussing the fact, as 21 picks up, we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Well, brothers and sisters, they were looking one way, uh, but missing the whole totality of what preceded them another way. Uh, in the old days, we used to call it the okie doke, I mean, football play or bad when you try to trick the person into thinking you're going one direction, but you're going another. These two disciples had, and they were not the only ones, they were considered that uh, Jesus was supposed to deliver the Jews out from under the thumb and the uh, ruling of Rome. That's what their expectation was. You go back. Uh, Jesus entering the city. Hosea, he was supposed to be the Kingsman Redeemer. He's supposed to be the uh, new power that come in and help them overcome their obstacle, their rulers. These men have said, well, he came and left without such of a smoke. He came, he came and left without even putting no oomph. He, they crucified him. Now they can't find his body. So these men were dissecting and diagramming the diabolical uh deficient uh, uh deficiencies rather of a dead savior <laughs> they were discussing how this thing could have happened the way it did so that's where we are uh in the story Today, these men had gotten distracted by looking at what they thought. See, sometimes we get caught up in our, our physical eyes. We miss the spirit. They were looking at what they thought should have happened instead of looking at what God had planned to happen. Now, they had to be familiar with the scripture. They had to be familiar, familiar with the prophecies and that's why when Jesus came along, he reminded them. Matter of fact, said, oh, foolish. You should remember this. You went to church. You've been to church. That's like some of us. We've been to church. But when difficulties arise, when potential confusion is at play, we seem to forget what the Bible says to us. We get distracted, if you will. April was, matter of fact, the National Distracted Driving Awareness Month. And April was considered a good time to regroup and take responsibility for the choices we make while we're on the road. Matter of fact, it said to follow these safety tips for a safe ride every time. It said, need us in a text? Pull over. Park your car in a safe so uh, location. Some of the listed trans distractions were cognitive distraction, cell phone use, events outside the vehicle, drivers may be carrying on conversations or even have arguments with their passengers while driving. 
Others were reaching for devices inside the vehicle. Distractions um, that went along with changing music, eating or drinking, and even daydreaming. Why are they considered distractions? Well, just like these two disciples, well, I'm glad you asked. They, they take your eyes off the road ahead. They get between you and the desired destination. They can cause serious issues with your progress. Well, ladies and gentlemen, beloved, this is what can happen to a child of God. You're wondering why things have felt stagnant. You're wondering why you feel so distant from your faith. You're feeling left out and stepped over and long lost, but it could be that you are just distracted. And when you finally notice that you are distracted, you realize that God was still blessing you, even though you missed what he was doing. I preach Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. If you're with somebody in the house, but you wave at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I still got blessed. Distractions can take the form of disappointments, despair, and discouragement. And during the ordeal of the crucifixion and resurrection, some of the closest people to Jesus had gotten distracted. Some got focused on the politics. Some got concerned with the social awareness. Some even allowed the spiritual concern of doubt to come in and take the focus of Jesus. In the text this morning, as I mentioned, these two disciples were walking, but they had been distracted by thinking that Jesus was merely there for deliverance from the Roman rule. But here Jesus come walking and talking with them. The two disciples were astonished that they didn't, he didn't know. <laughs> what had been happening during the Passover feast that year. Like I said, they went over every detail, telling them about Jesus and everything that he had gone through. But they had been hurt and distraught, so much so that they missed Jesus right there in the midst. Oh, sometimes we can get so distressed or disappointed so angry or worried, so hurt or fearful that we miss Jesus in our very midst. That is why, what ha that's what happened to his disciples following Christ's crucifixion. They miss Jesus. Okay, but how do we realize that we're still getting blessed? How? Well, number one, let's see. Don't let present circumstances hinder your spiritual growth. Verse 21 said, but we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. See, hoping. And when your hope gets dashed, you'll start taking on anything and anybody that comes around. They had placed their faith in Jesus, but they had not yet learned to live by faith and to walk in the spirit, to live by their life by trusting God's word and not relying on sight, circumstances, or their fluctuating feelings. I can put your tent right in there dealing with circumstances and feelings because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. And it's very easy to find our hearts swayed by the difficult circumstances that will impact our lives. 
But oh, how it makes God feel honored when we live by faith and walk in spirit and do not rely on our own understanding. They hadn't seen it the way they thought it should have gone down. And sometimes when it don't go down our way, when it don't go down the way we had planned, we sometimes just give up. We sometimes just throw in the towel. We sometimes take a hiatus or a siesta from church. We stop communing with our believers. We stop communicating with the Lord. When the hope is gone, we stop hanging in there and start letting everything and everybody take control and focus in our life. But isn't it good to know that Jesus will give you hope right when you need it the most? <laughs> Jesus will give you hope right in your distressed time, in your moment of weakness. Because sometimes your mental status affects your spiritual awareness. And it can dull you to the distractions of the devil. Well, number two, it is necessary for your growth. Verse 26, wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Uh, after hearing the women, men got distraught, thought it was foolishness. Disappointment had set in. Trials, um, and this trial and this situation, this disappointment had come over the disciples, had gripped their hearts and minds. But trials merely come to help us realize that God is in control and that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. They should have figured out. And as I mentioned before, sometimes uh, in your study and when things are good, you forget that the word of God is there to give us a anchor during the times of struggle. Yes, the defeated um, attitude of the disciples and the distress of his other followers prevented their physical lives from recognizing Jesus. That's why sometimes you, most times you can't lean on your physical. You must maintain the spirit. That's why some of our attitudes get bad because we in our physical. And you must be in your spiritual. I told you last week, some folk are just in the church. But the church is not in them. We need to make sure we are on schedule with Christ. We got to make sure we on program with Christ. And ask God to help clarify what it is that he has uniquely made each and every one of us. And equipped us to do in the kingdom. As a preacher, I know I need to pursue the knowledge of God through his word and use the gifts he has given me. To encourage and strengthen believers and proclaim the gospel to unbelievers. Knowing who you are in Christ, how he has made you and what he has called you to do frees you to eliminate anything that keeps you from God. Huh? Brothers and sisters, you got to stay focused. That's my third one. And lastly, always look into Jesus. Always looking to Jesus. At verse 27, uh, then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them 
the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Brothers and sisters, when they discovered who they were walking with and talking with, they said later on that I did not our hearts burn within us as he walked and talked with us. By the way, Jesus uh, is not just a prophet. He is the son of God, the very much God wrapped up in a tenement of clay. And it was not luck that brought you through your highs and lows, your ups and downs. It is because God is still in control. You see, they had to come to their own summation that it did not turn out the way they had expected. But it turned out the way God had planned. These things that you go through in life were not designed to overwhelm you. They were not designed to overtake you. They were not designed to overpower you. But they were designed to give you an opportunity to lean on God and receive power from on high. Because you see, the devil is still in the tricking business. He's still our enemy, just a defeated enemy. He's still up to his tricks and schemes. But don't you stop praising God and all he's done. Despite your distractions, he's still got blessed. Despite your lack of reading your word and praying daily, you still got blessed. These disciples were looking from a physical perspective, but they didn't realize that Jesus had to die for the salvation of man. And that's the real blessing from the resurrection is that Jesus died so that we may live. Jesus died so that we can have an opportunity to praise and worship him. For if he had not died, we would still be in a world of sin. Sin will have taken over us, and we would not have an opportunity for a relationship with God. And I'm so glad that through all my distractions, I'm so glad that through all the disappointments, I'm so glad that through all the despair and discouragement that Jesus saw fit to keep on blessing us, despite our not understanding what it is that we need to know from him. He keeps on blessing us. And you can't have blessings without some trials. You can't have praise without some pain. You can't have peace without possibility of some messy stuff going on in your life. So keep focus on Jesus because there's victory at the cross. What has he done for you? 
Where did he bring you out of? And what did he bring you through? You ought to give him some praise. Because what you're going through has made you better. What you're going through has brought you closer to the Lord. What you've experienced has made you stronger. Somebody ought to give him some praise. Praise him that he died. Praise him that he rose. Praise him that he's alive today. He's doing it in a mighty, 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 mighty big way. Say yes. Say yes. I thank God. Yeah, that he's blessing us. I thank God that he's keeping us. I thank God that he's still. Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer uh, is as simple as ABC accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get praise on at houseofpraisepp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team i will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in christ we love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out.